Hey, hey, welcome to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is January 24th, 2017. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I am so glad you're listening with us today. We are in week seven of a series called Women of Influence, where we are looking at influential women in the Bible. Last week, we wrapped up the second part of our time in the book of Ruth. That took us two weeks to get through. So we wrapped up the second part last week. Um, I hope her life kind of started to jump off the pages for you after, uh, after a couple of weeks looking at her. Um, I hope it jumped off, like, kind of in a whole new way. I know it did for me um, after, after studying her a little bit further and seeing how much more there was to her story than I had ever realized. If you missed last week's call, or any week for that matter, and you want to go back and get caught up or just listen to calls you may have missed, you can find all of these calls posted under the Files tab of the Weekly Skinny Facebook page. So just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook if you're not already a member of that group page and add yourself there. All are welcome. It's an open page, so once you're added, um, I'll approve it, and you'll be able to get to all of the, the calls very easily. Um, there's also a call graphic in there that you can save to your phone. It makes it really – it's under the photos. If you just go to photos, um, it makes it really easy to share this call information with others via text or email. Um, if you think they might want to join us, you can just text them the graphic. So look for that as well. It's purple um, in the in the photos on the Weekly Skinny Facebook page. It has the live call-in number on it as well as the playback number, okay? So the playback stays here for a full week until next week's live call and on Tuesday at 2 replaces it, okay? So um, the that's the Weekly Skinny Facebook page, and it's also a great place to post prayer request. If there's something going on in your life that you need prayer for, please don't hesitate to post it there. And, um, you know, don't hesitate to comment on on each other's posts that you're praying and ask questions if you want more information or check back in. Um, For example, I know some of you have seen that I have posted about a little boy named Carson who is battling leukemia right now. His mother, Corey, is a really good friend of mine. We go all the way back to seventh grade together. Um, and so I've been requesting prayer for Carson and for, I asked that he really needs all of our prayers. So um, please be praying for Carson and for his mom, Corey, and his dad, Will. Um, he is battling a, a really whew, terrible disease right now. And um, we're, in the process of trying to find him a uh, match for a a bone marrow uh, transplant that he needs to have here in the next couple of weeks. So be praying specifically that that God helps us find um, the right donor for that. So, okay, with that, let's jump right in. Okay, today we are going to be in the book of John, okay? So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 4. Okay, and we are going to be looking at the life of a Samaritan woman that we don't even have a name for, but I know most of you have probably heard of her, the woman at the well, okay? Um, She might actually be my favorite woman in our entire series. I think I relate 
to probably to her brokenness to some extent and uh, to her transformation as well. So turn with me to John chapter 4, and I'm just going to read here for a minute to set the stage, the conversation here that's taking place between Jesus and this woman at a well, okay? So John, I'm going to start with chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to go through 18, okay? says, the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but the disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, Sechar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Okay, let's pause here for a minute. Okay, so first of all, this woman is surprised that this family is her, Right, she's a Samaritan, and Jews didn't usually have anything to do with them, with Samaritans. They considered themselves to be less than themselves. They considered um, they considered the Samaritans to be less than the Israelites. They considered them to be like half breeds. Okay, and that goes way, way back in their lineage. Um, and it's the middle of the day. Okay, the sixth hour. It's the middle of the day. It's hot, and no one else is at the well, okay? And so the thing you really need to realize here is that's not a coincidence, okay? The other women come early in the cool of the morning to draw water for the day, not when it's the hottest part of the day, okay? And that's why this woman is there right now. She's pur- she purposely comes when she won't have to face the ridicule and and possibly the whispers of others. She's not an honorable woman, 
okay, up to this point, she has not lived a godly life. She's on her fifth husband, and the man she lives with now, she's not even married to. I mean, five husbands is a lot, even by today's standards. So you imagine it must have meant for her back then, what they must have thought of her, what this looked like. So here she is at the well in the heat of the day, and she's hiding from the people of her village virtually. She's gone when she knows nobody else is around. Okay? And she's she's carrying a huge amount of shame and guilt and regret and, and brokenness. Because that's what sin does to us. It breaks us. It shames us. It kills us. And then enters Jesus. I love this story because it's such a clear visual for me of the way God meets us right smack dab in the middle of our mess. This perfect Savior who dives right into our brokenness and offers to heal what no one else can heal. Sometimes offers to heal when nobody else will even touch. To redeem what what no one else can redeem. Okay, so pick it up with me uh, right here. Let's start in verse 27. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the It came out of the town and made their way toward him. That's verse 30. Okay. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. I love this verse because right here, right here, we so clearly see this woman's woman's transformation. This woman who was virtually hiding in the heat of the day just a few moments before this at the well during a time when no one else would be there, or so she thought, right? This woman carrying so much guilt and shame, five husbands worth. Now, leaving her water jar and going back into the town, you see it? It didn't matter anymore. That menial task of of going to get water at the well was nothing compared to the opportunity she now had to tell everyone of her healing. All the people she was avoiding, now she is actually seeking their out. She goes back into the town to tell them, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. He knew everything she ever did. He didn't shame her for it. He offers her living water. He offers her himself. So she goes into the town. She's seeking out the people to tell them, 
that she's met him. Which brings me to our first takeaway for today. So if you're taking notes, number one, an encounter with Christ should result in a noticeable change in us. She had an encounter with Christ. A noticeable change. Guys, after we meet him, we should be changed. Our lives should start to look differently. Okay, pick it up again with me in verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. We know that this man really is the Savior of the world. That's verse 42. Her story pointed others to him. Wow. That is a woman of influence right there. That is the kind of woman I want to be. Filled, redeemed, restored. With a story that points others to Jesus. To my encounter with him. Verse 39 said, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. She couldn't stay quiet about what he'd done for her, how he'd changed her, how he'd saved her. So this leads me to our second takeaway for today. Number two, our faith story is a very personal thing but it was never meant to be a private thing. Our faith story, your faith story, is a very personal thing. It is. It's personal. Talking to other people about their faith can be hard because it feels, it's so deep. But it was never meant to be a private thing. How has he changed you? How has he changed your life? Who have you told about it? Okay, so I want you guys to visualize something with me for a minute. I want you to visualize this woman at the well. Close your eyes if you need to. Only instead of walking up to this well with her water jar. 
she's carrying a backpack of the most terrible sin you can imagine. Guilt, shame, for every sin she's ever committed, she's put a stone in her backpack. And you can imagine it's gotten beyond heavy. She carries it with her, though, everywhere she goes. She never sets it down. Just one stone after another over the years is piled up. It's exhausting. Now, imagine your own backpack of sin full of stones, pebbles, lies, shame, sexual sin, addiction, infidelity, abuse, rage, abortion, gossip, overspending, hate, What's in your backpack? Unforgiveness. Good old-fashioned bitterness. How heavy is the backpack you're carrying? The woman at the well met her Jesus. He took her backpack. she had to go running into town to tell everybody of the man she'd met because he freed her. She laid it down and just like that he freed her from all of it. Do we get just how easy it is to set our backpacks down at Jesus' feet? He's standing right there in front of each one of us, waiting to take it. He was right there at the well with the woman. And he's right here with us, too. Forgiveness is waiting for each of us. If we'll just set it down, all we have to do So, we're going to pray today, and if you, we always pray at the end of of our time together, but today we're going to pray one of the most powerful prayers of all, and it's the prayer of forgiveness, the prayer where we ask him to take it. 
And if you already know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've already experienced the freedom of him taking away your sin. The sin that he carries because of his death on the cross. He took the sin of the world on his shoulders in that moment. But if you've never prayed this prayer before, I just encourage you today to ask him to take it and to let him change you, to let this prayer change you, to let this moment change you. Because once you know him as Savior, you're changed. All right, bow with me. Father God, we just come before you today and we acknowledge, Lord, our sin and our brokenness and our need for a Savior. And we just thank you, Lord, that in the middle of our brokenness, in the middle of our sin, you sent your son to die on a cross for each of us so that we could be reconciled back to you, so that we could know you and have relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, that you don't tell us we have to figure it all out and get it all straight and come before you perfectly. But just like the woman at the well, you meet us right where we are in the middle of our sin. And you love us in spite of ourselves. Father God, I pray that you would Forgive me for the moments that I chase after anything that is not of you. Change us, Father, from the inside out. Mold us more and more into the image of your Son. Thank you for your perfect healing. Thank you for your your perfect Son, your perfect plan of redemption, and your perfect sacrifice. Father God, I also just take this time to lift the up to you. This little man who needs, he needs you so desperately, Lord. We need a miracle. And so we come to you today boldly asking you to step in and intercede. And, and in the words of one of my sons, Cruz, just cancel the cancer, Lord. Heal this child. Heal your child. Father God, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for each person on this call. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here with us this afternoon. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. We will be right back here um, talking about another woman of influence next week, Tuesday at 2. Until then, God bless you and yours. Bye for now.